baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome to your Friday, hot diggity dog. We are just that close to the weekend, y'all. Yep, looking forward to that. But boy, I tell you what, next week, it is going to be cold. So tonight, going to get down to 33. Tomorrow night, it'll be down to 31. And that's about as good as you can expect for a little while. Then on um, on Tuesday... Uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, 18 degrees. Then we look at uh, Friday, it's going to get down to 19. Saturday, going into Sunday, 15 degrees, y'all. It's going to be chilly. My wife got out the little portable heater today, just in case. She's already got that thing ready to go in the house. It is going to be very, very uh, chilly. And, and don't forget, coming up on Monday, we've got the uh, the Iowa caucus. Now, they are expecting in Iowa minus 45 wind chill. That is, it would have to get 45 degrees warmer to be at zero. Just just let that sink in for a minute. And then, oh, my goodness, that is, that is what, uh, 77 degrees below freezing? That's pretty significant. That is pretty significant. And Will is very impressed with my on-the-fly math there. I did pretty good on that one. So uh, minus 45 wind chill in Iowa. And and the folks over at Fox News, they're like, ah, ah. <laughs> they just, oh, what? What is this going to do to voter turnout in the Iowa caucus? How is this going to affect Nikki Haley? How is this going to affect them? Uh, I, don't, I don't care. I really don't care because this is a caucus. This is a caucus. It doesn't matter. Now, would I like to see a whole lot of people show up? Absolutely, I would. But it's not going to matter. It's not going to change uh, who the uh, the winner is going to be. More people are going to show up and vote for Donald Trump than they are anybody else. And have you ever seen how a, how a caucus works? Have you ever seen that? It's the weirdest thing in the world. So they'll get together in like a barn not not even not even an exaggeration here. So they get together in like in somebody's living room, or they'll get together in uh, in and you know in, in a church cafeteria or a barn, and they'll go, okay, uh, everybody that is voting for Donald Trump, y'all get over there in that corner. Everybody that's voting for Ron DeSantis, y'all get over there in that corner. You Nikki Haley folks, you get over there. And uh, excuse me, sir, what are you doing here? Oh, it's time to milk the cow. Okay, you got to milk the cow. That's fine. Go milk the cow. That's fine. Uh, but but you got and they just and that's literally how they do it. It's just the weirdest thing. But I think it's so cool that they do it that way. It just reminds me back of the olden days when people had good common sense in this country. So we will see what happens. <clears throat> and of course, money is going to be a, a big day. Uh, Charlie, did you notice none of the debates are talking about climate? You're exactly right. None of the debates are talking about the climate. None of them are talking about it. 
And, of course, you know, we got Davos coming up next week with the uh, World Economic Forum and all of those folks gathering together in their uh, in, 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 in their private jets and their catered lunches and dinners and breakfast. And they'll be having beluga caviar and they'll be eating, you know, uh, they'll probably have seal. They'll, have, they'll probably have white seal uh, as one of the uh, and, and they'll, they're going to eat spotted owl as well. Spotted owl, white seals out there, freshly clubbed, by the way. Uh, they'll be doing that in Davos. Uh, they can have it. You can't. And um, we're, we're going to keep an eye on what they say. But talking about the, uh, the climate, in the next segment, we're going to be talking about what would it mean if all of these greeny-weeny ideologies, all of these plans that the greeny-weenies have were actually implemented? What would the United States look like? It w- oh, spoiler alert. It would be horrible. It would be, you know what it would, it would do, and, and what it's designed to do, actually, usher in socialism. That's all the way. It's just usher in Marxism, usher in ultimately communism, authoritarian rule. That's all it would do. That's the design, just like the design with what's going on down at our southern border. By the way, Texas, and I thought this was very cool, Texas has, um, uh, for lack of a better term, cordoned off a section of Eagle Pass, Texas, and they're not allowing the feds in. They ran them off because the Texas National Guard and Governor Abbott, they're saying, hey, you guys are you guys are letting this happen. You're not just you're not here preventing illegal immigrants coming into or illegal aliens. Just going to start calling them that illegal aliens coming into Texas. You're actually helping them come into Texas. Well, well, guess who doesn't like that? The Biden administration doesn't like that. Mayorkas doesn't like that. Could we see an old fashioned Texas standoff over this? Well, it's possible. It is possible. Um, We'll find out what happens with that. But anyway, we've got uh, also uh, coming up in just a second, we have got um, Rand Paul put out a video this morning. Excuse me. He did not endorse anybody, but he did say who he would never support. I don't think this is going to surprise you too much. Um, Also, did you know this? Do you know who's at an all-time low right now? All-time low? The Democrat Party. Fewer people are identifying as Democrats these days. Who's the big winner? Well, it's not the Republican Party. It's the Independent Party. More people are identifying as independents than, uh, than are Democrats these days. So it makes you wonder just how well the Republican Party is doing, because I'm hearing that a lot of state Republican parties are actually going broke one of them was down. I, I'm, not, I'm going to find this story coming up in just, just a second. One state Republican Party was down to $50 in their bank account. $50. You can't keep the lights on for that. There's a serious problem there. Really, really is. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. It is going to be a, listen, it's a messy, awful, horrible afternoon. The roads are going to be slick, y'all. Be careful as you head in, uh, head home from work this afternoon. Because uh, the roads are just going to be absolutely disgusting, all right? So promise me you're going to be careful. Let's see what else we got going on. Um, <laughs> also, gonna, I'm going to tell you something that happened to me at the pet store the other day. When I, or yet, it was yesterday. 
when I went to go get some dog food. It's kind of an eye-opener for me. Not a good eye-opener either. We'll have that for you coming up. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So, um, what would happen if all of these greenie weenies out there got their way here in the United States? What would this country look like? We all know it would be an absolute unmitigated disaster. But they still want to continue to put millions, billions, and trillions of dollars into these green initiatives. So what would it look like? Well, first of all, we would have decreased individual mobility. You wouldn't be able to go where you want to go when you want to go. If the federal government does what they are planning on doing, and that's banning gas-powered cars, individual transportation would get a lot less reliable and a lot more expensive. Look, Americans want gas-powered cars over electric cars. You know, the ones that are favored by the climate alarmist. In November, a coalition of about 4,000 auto dealers sent a letter to Biden explaining that his plan to force Americans to buy electric cars will not work. In fact, we just got news yesterday that Hertz rents a car. They've gotten rid of one-third of their EV fleet because nobody wants to even rent those cars. So, and we've got a lot of reasons to prefer these things because, I mean— How long does it take to fill up? Not long at all. Compare that to how long you have to spend at a charger if you can find one, right? And then we even found out that electric cars have 80% more problems than internal combustion engine cars. It's just a lot less hassle. Nobody wants these cars. I mean, they're, they're, they're sitting on the lots going unsold. Then we will be paying higher prices for everything. And I mean everything is going to get more expensive. Whenever a, the transportation system becomes more expensive or less reliable, the change worsens the last mile problem. Now, remember, the cost of everything adds up, adds up, adds up until it gets to your house. Every time somebody touches a product, every time somebody ships a product, it increases in price. And if this government uh, goes to electric vehicles, goes to electric trucks, goes to all of these electric EVs, your, the cost of your goods is going to absolutely go through the roof. And not only is, is it going to get more expensive, it's going to decrease in quality. A federal appeals court this week shot down the Biden administration's effort to impose energy and water efficiency standards on dishwashers and clothes washing machines because it is unclear 
that the Department of, of uh, Energy has statute, statutory authority to regulate water use in these appliances. Yet, if the climate alarmists are successful, regulations like this will become more commonplace and dishwashers and clothes washers will become less effective. Americans may still have to wash their dishes and clothes for longer periods of time, and they may still find food on dishes and stains on their clothes after running the machines. Increasing regulations would also make toilets, showers, and sinks less effective if the government starts uh, doing these things to ration water, which they want to do. So now we got things more expensive. Now we got things not working as well. And the cost of electricity is going to go up uh, as well. According to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, about 60.4% of all American electricity in 2022 came from so-called fossil fuels. Natural gas represents the largest share at 39.9, coal power about 19.7, and the U.S. electrical grid nuclear power accounts for 18.2, and renewables 21.3. If the government, if the federal government outlaws fossil fuels or even just coal, that would prove a tremendous hit to American energy production. Cost would skyrocket, leading to rolling blackouts and electricity rationing. California's gotten a taste of this. So has Texas. But, the one th but there are people that are going to benefit from all this, and that's the green upper class. They're going to be doing very, very well. As everyday Americans suffer, those who invest in green energies would receive more government largesse to solve a problem that does not even exist. As the government bans other sources of electricity, Americans would have no choice but to buy green options, and the government likely would incentivize wind and solar energy as it has in the past. In 2009, President Obama oversaw the Energy Department's $535 million loan guarantee to our uh, solar energy company, Solyndra, which filed for bankruptcy two years later. Solyndra closed down in 2011, and other subsidized green energy companies also collapsed. Ron Klain, chief of staff at the, at the time to, to then uh, Vice President Joe Biden, suggested that Obama visit Solyndra in 2010. Klain later served as President Biden's chief of staff, pushing green energy initiatives. All of those people get rich from it. The United States would also remain as the world's number one well, we do remain the world's number one producer of oil, but it stands to reason that climate alarmists want to eliminate all, all oil production in the U.S. And what is that going to make happen? It's going to make us have to get involved in every little skirmish that happens in the Middle East. Ha ha. Saw what happened last night, didn't you? Energy independence is key for this country. And it's the first thing that Joe Biden took off the table. Let's go to Rob. He's up there in Charlotte. See what's on his mind. Rob, welcome to the program. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my friend. How are you? Really, really good, buddy. What's up, man? So, you know, you're talking about the EV uh, situation with Hertz and all this. Uh, there's, yeah. there's something that comes to mind with me, and that is, uh, you know, all of these EVs, If you, the whole undercarriage is pretty much a battery. Yeah. Uh, a lithium-ion battery. And, uh, you know, there's going to come a time when uh, there's going to be a vehicle fire that's yeah. lithium-based, and people are going to try to extinguish that with water, and that's going to be bad news. That's, bad, bad news. 
that exacerbates the problem, doesn't it? Oh yeah, so so it, it reacts very violently with with water, and uh, you uh, you you essentially release a whole lot of hydrogen and just explodes. But it's something that I don't think our infrastructure is ready to handle yeah. mm. that type of situation. Mm-mm. You're right. Even the CEO of Toyota said the United States doesn't have enough infrastructure for everybody to plug in an electric vehicle. You know, but if you, took, if you think back a few years ago with the like the, the Samsung Galaxy phone, uh, yeah, yeah, exploding. that's right. So you know, I think I think the the vehicle battery is uh, is technology is a lot better, but uh, you know, there's there's going to come a time when I'm afraid there's going to be a disaster. Yeah, I, you're probably right, Rob, buddy. I appreciate it. Be careful as you're driving around out there. In fact, it was on Christmas Eve. I remember this Christmas Eve, an EV. Uh, a vehicle, electric vehicle, caught fire. And so they called the fire department out, and they started hosing it down with water. 36,000 gallons. 36,000 gallons it took before that fire burned out. 36,000 gallons for one car. That is unbelievable. But these people, they're still pushing this stuff. Oh, we got to, oh, no, you've got. Well, here's really what they want to do. Because um, all of these electric vehicles, they're connected. These are connected vehicles. I mean, you got your car, you're driving around. It's not really connected unless, you know, you got one of the fancy smancies. But it's not connected. My car isn't connected to anything but my foot and my butt. And that's it. But these EVs, they're all connected to the web. So if the government decides that you haven't been a good little soldier that day, they just limit how far you drive. In fact, they can limit where you drive. They can restrict you from driving some places. Oh, Charlie, it looks like you used too much electricity this week. Yeah, sorry, you can't run up to the store. I don't care what you need. Oops, now just imagine if that's an emergency. Just imagine that. You see, your cars give you freedom. Your vehicles, that's your freedom. And it has been since the day you first got your driver's license. Now you can, I mean, if you even go back even before that, when you got your first bike, you got that first taste of freedom. And now they want to take it away from you. Well, about that. Yep, yep, yep. When we get back, a Massachusetts court has said something that could have and should have greater implications than they planned. I'll tell you exactly what that is coming up next on The Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Massachusetts. There's a case of a man named Shelton, Sheldon Mattis. Sheldon Mattis was convicted of first-degree murder back in 2011 at the age of 18. Now, Shelton Mattis is considerably older than 18 now. However, um, they, uh, they sentenced him to life in prison without parole. And he uh, he appealed that he challenged the constitutionality of his life without parole sentence during his appeals, arguing that he was entitled 
to the same protections as a juvenile defender. Now, remember, this guy was 18 years old when he committed his heinous crime. The court in Massachusetts found that sentencing uh, protection for juvenile offenders, those who commit crimes between the ages of 14 and 17, should apply to, quote unquote, emerging adults, offenders between the ages of 18 and 20. They said advancements in scientific research have confirmed what many know well through experience. The brains of emerging adults are not fully mature, wrote Chief Justice Kimberly Budd in the court's opinion. Specifically, the scientific record strongly supports the contention that emerging adults have the same core neurological characteristic as juveniles have. Because we have determined that it is unconstitutional to sentence emerging adults to life without the possibility of parole, we invalidate those provisions of our criminal code that deny the possibility of parole to this cohort. Before now, it was mandatory in Massachusetts and nine other states that anyone convicted of first-degree murder between the ages of 18 and 20 to be sentenced with life without parole. Because of this ruling, Emerging adults who were uh, convicted in Massachusetts between the ages of 18 and 20 and sentenced to life without parole before July 25th of 2014 will now be sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 15 years. Ruth Greensburg, uh, Greenberg, an attorney for Mattis, praised the court's decision, saying people who are 18 are far more likely, uh, are far more like people who are 17 than people who are 35. They are capable of change, and often their decisions at that young age are not entirely their own, she told the Associated Press. But wait a minute, Ruthie Greenberg. Hold on just a second, Ruthie Greenberg. Are you now going to tell me that a young person should not be able to make a decision about their gender identity? until they are 21 because their brains are still emerging? Absolutely. That's exactly what you're saying. So now all of those people who are now claiming that, oh, oh, no, these are even, you know, the one, one, uh, I think it was, was it, no, it was Harvard, Harvard Medical School. They were teaching infant gender identity, not even joking. Not even kidding about that. So if you go out and you murder someone and you're under the age of 21, you're an emerging adult and you should not be held fully responsible for your actions. However, if you are three, four, five, six years old, you know what your identity is and therefore you can transition at those ages. And then, therefore, hospitals will come along and they will perform surgery on these children. Anybody getting the, 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 the correlation there? No, you should not have gender transition surgery before the age of 18. And, hey, you know what? I'm going to go along with the Massachusetts Supreme Court here. I'm going to go along with the Massachusetts Supreme Court and say, no, not until you're 21. Not until you're 21 years old <clears throat> can you have gender reassignment surgery. That's exactly what they've just 
they opened a can of worms there that I don't even think they realized they were opening. But we've got people all over this country. I mean, we, we've got, we've got uh, gender pediatric units in hospitals all across America. Even Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. They got busted. Remember that? They got busted because one of their uh, administrators was, was caught on tape giving a speech talking about just how much money, how this was a big cash cow. So, of course, they're not going to do anything to stop it because it's not only the cost of the surgery, it's the cost of the care, which is basically lifelong. It's the cost of the hormones. It's the cost of all. Listen, these hospitals are okay with this because they are making a buttload of money off of these people. They are literally preying on these people. So I'm going to agree with the. All right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Right? Charlie, I hate ruling by precedent, but this case just opened the door for things they don't want. You are exactly right. You are exactly right. They, they, uh, they have opened up a can of worms, and they're not going to be able to put it back. They're just not. So, way to go, Massachusetts Supreme Court. Now you have given ammunition to anybody who wants to shut down these gender reassignment clinics for adolescents. Because adolescents cannot, their brains aren't fully developed. They don't know what their identity is. They don't know what their gender is. So, good job. Very nice. Now, remember, if it's, if it's good enough for a murderer, then it's certainly good enough for a teenager who is wondering whether or not they are, uh, are a boy or a girl, right? That's exactly right. So, ah, da, 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 da. Man, but isn't it amazing how much the Democrats love, I mean love, criminals? There's a kid who goes out and commits a heinous crime at the age of 18, and they're trying to get him. Well, that's the way they do. I mean, they, they do that all over the country. They do that with everybody. That any time somebody, if you commit a crime, the Democrats love you. They are your biggest fan. They cannot get enough. Hey, Charlie, 18-year-olds should not vote. I agree with that as well. I really do. Uh, Charlie, does this mean that an 18-year-old has to get consent from their parents to commit murder? <laughs> Mom, Dad, I got this permission slip. Can you sign my permission slip to commit murders? Yeah, it would be great. I'd appreciate it. When do I get my braces off, by the way? I would love to have that happen. Um, I don't know. These people are nuts. They really are. So they want to mutilate kids, but they want to let murderers go. This will be challenged, and I hope it is. I hope it is challenged up and down the calendar. GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Um, I have I got a couple of cartoons that I have published uh, out there. You can find, just give me a little feedback on them. I would, uh, it's on Facebook and on Twitter right now. So if you see them, you know, give me a thumbs up, a like, or just tell me to put my pin up and go about my business. When we get back, I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday at the pet store of all places. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. 
Today is Quitter's Day. Dun ta da dun ta da ta. Did you know that? Today is the day when most people say the heck with those New Year's resolutions. It 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 <laughs> 12 days. 12 whole days people stuck with those New Year's resolutions. But today is the day that most people say, uh, nah, maybe I'll wait till next year. Yeah. I don't, have you, you guys broken any New Year's resolutions? Have you? That's why I don't make them. If you don't make them, you can't break them. Right? Exactly. So I just found that interesting. All right, Will, I got a question for you because you like your music. Okay. What was the last? I'm going to. Age myself here. Uh, let's just say, for lack of a better term, last music collection you bought, whether it be on a CD or or whatever. What was the uh, last music you bought? That is such a question because I can't. Oh my goodness! I can tell you the last concert I went to. Um, goodness, what is the when is the last time? I right. think the last th- time I bought anything, it was definitely a vinyl. Um, and I think it was, there's this band called, and it's really just one guy, but the Mountain Goats. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of like an acoustic folksy musician. Ah, how about that? I can't remember the last album I bought. I, I can't remember the last CD I bought. I really can't. No, and it's, I, I was having to rack my brain because, well, I mean, everything is digital now. Do people buy music? I mean, they have to. That's how Taylor Swift is making all that money, but, uh. I don't know if you're leading into this, but I did read somewhere that CDs are making a resurgence now. What? Yeah. CDs? I've got a CD player. All right. <laughs> Good gracious. I, I rem- It's just so amazing because I don't remember the last. Even, I don't even think. Do we have a CD player in your studio? Because I don't have a CD player in here. Uh, they've got them in one of the studios, yeah. but it looks like they took them out of this one. Everything is digital. It is. Everything. Everything is just ones and zeros. Yeah. I can't remember the last me- – I, I, because I don't – they came out with a list of albums that are turning 30 this year. And I'll be honest with you. I haven't heard of any of them. Oh my good! Because all those, all those are all from the '90s, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, name some of them. Let's see if I got this. Dookie by Green Day. I know that one. Division Bell, Pink Floyd. Actually, I know that one too. And I what's should fu- know that one. What's funny about Green Day is I just played those when uh, for the that was kind of my in and out for the the environmentalist yeah, segment. Right. That was. I, I want to do more about kind of theme. Theme-based yes, transitions. Yes. So, all right. What about this one, Weezer? You know I, it as the Blue Album. I actually I bought the Green Album. You bought but, the Green and, Album, and there I know about the Blue Album. Yeah. How about uh, Vitology from Pearl, Pearl Jam? Jam? Yep, yep. Wow, you know this stuff. <laughs> MTV Unplugged in New York, Nirvana. Ah, uh, that's a classic. I know, I know none of these. Not well, a that was actually. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me nerd out for a minute. That was Kurt Cobain's last album before his. Yeah. End, yeah. Yeah, the end. Yep. The end. So I don't know any of these things. Purple by the Stone Temple Pilots. Yep. Smash by the Offspring. I, oh, my gosh. You're just you're naming um, my whole childhood now. Live Through This by Hole. 
Yeah. Was that, wasn't that Kurt Cobain's yep, what was that, her name? So that's the big controversy is, you know, people always ask, did Kurt Cobain kill himself or did Courtney kill him? Ah. Uh, you know, that's that's a big kind of controversy. That's right, Courtney. I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, the guy, he had a lot of depression, a lot of stuff. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, it, it not too far off to say, you know, he I probably, don't. but. I don't know any of these people. I really don't. Uh, yeah, that's. My right. gosh, that was just like a hit of nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, I would go back, you know, you want to talk about Garth Brooks. You want to talk about, you know, uh, some of the old country stars, Tanya Tucker, uh, Reba McIntyre, the Judds. Um, uh, um, my goodness, the list goes on and on there because I was in country music for, oh, for, well, for hey, so Oh, hey, and I long. love some Reba, too, you know, and, Night uh, That the Lights Went Out in Georgia. That's a classic. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, that's what... <laughs> I used I used to talk about that song all the time because the last thing you want to do at a murder scene is fire a gun, right? Yeah, I just just saying. Anyway, uh, but but listen to this. So I was at the um, the dog food store yesterday. I was over at Pet Wants. Love those people at Pet Wants. Every time I go in, they're just and we take the dogs and they give them treats and they just fawn all over Artie and Sophie and all that. We really love going into Pet Wants. So uh, we started getting their kibble, and we ordered twenty pounds. Of their kibble. <laughs> so I go in yesterday uh, to pick up this 20-pound bag of kibble. And a young girl behind the counter, a lovely young girl. I mean, I, I, I don't know how old she is. She is young. She's a young girl behind the counter. And she says, do you need help taking that out to the car? And I said, no, I got it. I, I got it. So I got the 20-pound bag, and I went, and I put it in the car, and I got in the car, and I shut the door, and I turned the car on, and I just thought about that for a minute. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I know I'm turning 60 next month, but do I look like I am so feeble that I need a young 20-year-old girl to help me carry a 20-pound bag of dog food out to the car? That's got to hurt more than the, than the, you know, they're not carting you for beer and cigarettes it, it anymore. It hurts so bad. I was like, does she think, I wanted to, I wanted to go get some weights or something and pump up a little bit and walk in and go, hey, I'm the guy. who. <laughs> she kicked sand in my face yesterday without even knowing it. She was being sweet and kind and, and caring and all of that. But I, I just said, do I feel, do I look that old? I mean, I don't think I look like a like I'm I'm feeble at all. Man, Charlie, you know what they say to uh, the road to insult and good intentions. You yeah, know, that's true. So I was like, so I got home and I told my wife about that. She said, she said she's got a friend, and this is even worse. This is even worse than what I went through. She's got a friend that went to visit her, her father is in a uh, an assisted living home. All right, so over Christmas, she, she went in to visit her father. And this group of kids came in. It was like a class of kids came in, and they had gifts for all of the people in the assisted living home. So this woman is sitting over there kind of on the edge of the activities, right? And uh, this one mom, this one mom turns to her, and she points it at my wife's friend, and she goes, oh, don't forget that lady over there. Go give her one. And she was like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't just assume that I am living here. I mean, this is she's in her 50s. <laughs> the pain. Oh, the pain. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.